a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you today. Uh, just in some uh, breaking news uh, we've seen just in the last half hour here uh, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, the First Presidency, announced today uh, that uh, after additional study and prayer, they determined to continue holding the evening session, the Saturday session of conference, in a different format than in the past. Uh, in the past, uh, this had been a meeting either for the women or for the men. They alternated that uh, depending on the April or October conference. Uh, today, they have announced that they will have a session that all members and friends of the church are invited to view, uh, saying that this uh, session will allow for more gospel topics to be taught and permit more general leaders of the church to address the conference. Uh, so again, more uh, changes uh, announced uh, with the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They did announce earlier this uh, this year that the October conference would return to the conference center, uh, but would still be closed to the public. So still just viewing uh, online and uh, through other uh, social mediums uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So an interesting uh, addition there in terms of a Saturday evening session uh, of that general conference. Well, as we round out our day today, uh, of course, uh, so many of us have been focused heavily on the Olympics. And my favorite part of this Olympics, of course, is the, this connection to Japan, uh, which is just a, has a really special place in my heart. Uh, and so many great lessons there. The, the culture, the people are, are most extraordinary. And one of the things that I love about Japan is they love baseball as much as I do. <laughs> And baseball is just a uh, a great thing. It's a powerful thing uh, in Japan. And I came across a uh, a little package from uh, I think our friends at NBC uh, talking about uh, what took place after the earthquake and then of course the tsunami that followed and the nuclear meltdown uh, there in the little place called Fukushima. And uh, just a, a fascinating story. But the the place to find resilience and to find connection uh, and a rebuilding of the community began on a baseball field. So he's saying that uh, this uh, this house, of course, was severely damaged by the earthquake, uh, that the many of the people uh, survived only by hanging on to the left and right foul poles. So think about that uh, from a baseball stadium, how high those foul poles are. Uh, that is what saved a lot of people as that tsunami uh, actually rolled through. 13 people lost their lives in that stadium alone and thousands more. Every summer, Akinori Iwamura visits Minami Soma Stadium. 
a ball field tucked away in a remote corner of Fukushima. It's a reminder of all that was lost in the tsunami and nuclear meltdown 10 years ago and the radioactivity that remains. But it's also become a symbol of hope. In this town, it was the ball field that got rebuilt first. So, uh, Akinori Iwamura, who is a professional baseball player here in the United States for the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, he was part of this great building effort uh, that took place, and baseball was the key. The people of Fukushima are still piecing their lives back together, and that's where the Fukushima Red Hopes come in. They're a semi-professional team formed after the disaster that barnstorms the region, bringing life back to the communities here through the familiar comforts of baseball. Uh, This man said that his house was damaged by the earthquake, but he was so grateful to have a team that was created just for the people of Fukushima. This uh, little girl says, uh, the Red Hopes are my favorite team. I love that they named them the Fukushima Red Hopes. They are cool and strong, and uh, that's a big part of winning. Iwamura was once a major league standout, helping Tampa Bay reach the World Series. Ground ball to second. Iwamura's got it. He's now the owner and manager of the Red Hopes. But he's no hometown hero returning to make good. He grew up more than 500 miles from Fukushima. No one asked Iwamura to come here. Just a ball player who wanted to help. Who knew that if he built it, they would come. Uh, This is uh, Akinora Iwamura saying that uh, many of the kids felt hopeless about the future. And he wanted to make sure that the Fukushima Red Hopes could help them find their dreams, pursue their dreams, and rebuild their community. Uh, Such a great story there. And I love this fact that Akinori Iwamura, again, not from Fukushima, but felt compelled to to go there and to help rebuild. No one asked him to go there. No government agency said, you have to go there. You need to invest your money there. You need to go uh, spend time there with the people, especially with the young people. He just did it. He saw a need, and he did it. Now, he's a professional baseball player, retired, uh, so he, he made money. He had means and an ability to do that. But I think the more important lesson, uh, one, this is a great lesson of resilience that I think we all can use and all can learn from, Here, a community devastated by an earthquake, a tsunami, and a nuclear meltdown is rebuilding and being reborn. But it doesn't matter to each of us what we have to offer as long as we're looking for places to offer it. And to me, that's the lesson of Fukushima. These Red Hopes, this minor league baseball team that that was created... The stadium rebuilt is managed by one man, Akinora Iwamura, because he saw a need. No one asked him to help, but he did it anyway. 
That's an Olympic moment for all of us to cherish and to emulate. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and above all, do something today that'll make a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.